0: When is ESPN going to just give Monty Williams his props? When? When is Monty Williams going to get his props? All right. You know, it is possible to compliment Monty Williams and Chris Paul. You know, you can compliment Chris Paul without taking away from Monty Williams. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Let me backtrack a bit. All right. So last night in... What was a very very thrilling thrilling game between the Sons of Phoenix versus the Clippers of Los Angeles? All right, <laughs> but um, that's that Jerry Jones. I think yeah, that was Jerry Jones who said Los Angeles like that on Colin Cowherd. He said Los Angeles. All right, but anyways, um. Clippers versus Suns, Suns versus Clippers. Very, very good game. A lot of back and forth, back and forth. You thought the Suns was about to blow them away, then the Clippers crept back up and you thought the Clippers had the game. Then the Suns take it away, then you thought the Suns had the game. Then the Clippers take it away, then you thought the Clippers had it away. Then, boom! DeAndre Aiden. I told y'all. I told y'all. Check the episode I did a couple episodes ago. Hey, DeAndre Ayton is going to be the key. And he is a big key. Doesn't matter if Chris Paul is playing, doesn't matter if. Um, well, I was gonna say Blake Griffin. Doesn't matter if Devin Booker is going off. Okay, Devin Booker did not have his best game, but hey, resilience, perse- persevered through that game. But um, DeAndre Aiden balled, man. He balled, and he is a big mismatch. But anyway, so let's get back to what I was saying. All right, so Michael Wilborn and Stephen A. Smith at the end of the game, they said, "Man, man, man, the spirit of Chris Paul lives was flowing." Through Cameron Payne's veins, the spirit of Chris Paul. Chris Paul is living. He's not dead. His Chris Paul spirit is in Chris Paul. All right. And I would think if if his spirit was to go somewhere, it's going to go to his kids. But anyways, um, you know they said the spirit and the enter and Cameron Payne this. You know, he displayed the the intellect of Chris Paul. No, man, he displayed the 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 um the intellect, the mental intellect of Cameron Payne, man. You know, this is not Cameron Payne's first season with the Suns. He was there last year and he hey, he. He went through he's he's been having some ups and downs throughout his career when he went to Chicago after he left, you had one of the coaches or whoever it was close to the situation said they knew he couldn't play after the second practice Now this is one coaching staff saying that about him all right, but he comes over to Monty Williams check this out so you got a coaching staff in Chicago who said that this guy that this kid cannot play this young man cannot play all right after two practices two practices right. How much can you go through after two practices and you realize somebody cannot play? Okay. All right. Fine. You say he cannot play. He goes to Phoenix with head coach Monty Williams. Guess what? Last year becomes a, a, good, a solid rotational player coming off the bench. Okay. All right. He was on that squad where they went, what was it, 8-0, 10-0 in the bubble last year? All right. This year, he's he's having a real good year backing up Chris Paul. Now, don't get me wrong. Most likely, yeah, he's learning some stuff from Chris Paul. How can you not learn anything from Chris Paul? But to assume and to put it out there as if he's only learning everything he's learned is from Chris Paul. No. No. Are you serious? Come on, man. You know, some people are late bloomers. But anyways, check this out. You're discrediting Monty Williams when you say that, Michael Wilborn. When you say that, Stephen A. Smith. And, and I'm shocked because... Stephen A. Smith and Michael Wilborn, they have been campaigning for years, for decades about, hey, more representation, more African-American coaches, more coaches in the NBA of people of color. Okay, they both have been campaigning for that. And now that you have one, that's that's a brilliant coach. And Monty Williams has always been a brilliant coach. Okay, but it's the, the world has is able to see how brilliant of a coach Monty Williams is. And then you take that as a moment to prop up Chris Paul. Chris Paul didn't call that. What was it? They say, yeah. Michael Wilborn said that. Um, what did he say? He said um, DeAndre Ayton wasn't started, didn't play this good until October when Chris Paul got there. That is a. Ah. As a matter of fact, last year, DeAndre Aiden averaged four more points per game than he did this year. And he averaged four more rebounds a game than he did this year. This year, he averaged 14 points, 10 rebounds. Last year, he averaged 18 points, 14 rebounds. I'm not making this up, people. See, people, well, it's not most people. It's ESPN. But see, the thing about it, they have that platform where it's like, hey, man, like, I get it. You want to tell an entertaining story. I got no problem with that. All right, but Monty Williams is an entertaining story. DeAndre Ayton is an entertaining story. You know, he was the number one draft pick a few years ago out of Arizona. He's like Rod Tidwell, played in Arizona in college, played, um, and now he's playing in Phoenix, Arizona in, 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 in as a professional. He wants Arizona Dallas. That's what Rod Tidwell said in Jerry Maguire. Go watch that movie. Good movie. But anyways, what about Devin Booker? That's a great story to tell, and uh, and don't miss me with that he's the next Kobe Bryant. No, 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 no. devin Booker is is brilliant right now, and he has a lot to prove before you can even compare him to Kobe Bryant, all right now, and there's so many shooting guards that's that's great that's not Kobe Bryant. you know, well, Jordan is above Kobe, but you have Clyde the Glide Drexler, okay, you have Mitch Richmond. Alright? Um. Right now currently playing you have James Harden, Klay um, Thompson Alright? Um. What about Dwayne Wade, Reggie Miller Okay? Plenty of real great two guards and it's like, hey, I can't put him above Dwayne Wade right now. No, man D-Wade is a three-time champion But anyways, hey, he's on the roll Now, Devin Booker Man, this guy, he has been balling since he got into the league and he was coming off the bench in Kentucky But all of a sudden, you want to credit Chris Paul for this man's success? Hey, if anything, you, okay, for his success, well, not just for his success, because, number one, you want to credit his father, Melvin Booker. He played for the Rockets for one season back in 96. He played professional ball. His father can ball. So, number one, you got to credit this this man's father and mother. But also, okay, um, he was mentored by Kobe. He worked out with Kobe Bryant, all right? So... I don't look at I never look at chris Paul as on on the same level as Kobe Bryant. Chris Paul is a real good competitor, but I don't look at him at the same level as Kobe Bryant, all right but um, but what I can say is is that now, if they was to say, Hey, you know, Kobe Bryant worked with him um Chris Paul worked with him, and Monty Williams has done an excellent job with him. fine, but when they say, Hey, um' Yeah, I know Monty Williams is the coach. Yes, 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 yes. But this is all Chris Paul. No, you... So, Monty Williams just not doing anything, huh? He's just sitting there. Monty Williams just sitting there while Chris Paul is coaching from the couch via messages through his brother. Like, what What kind of stuff is that? They kept Mike Wilborn talking about... Uh, <laughs> DeAndre Ayton. You ever wonder why DeAndre Ayton and Chris... Why Chris Paul is still in the game with DeAndre Ayton when they're up by 20 on opponents? Well... I didn't need to wonder why because it's obvious you're trying to patch the stats. But I ain't going to knock it. But anyways, he said, because they're running over plays and stuff for these type of situations. Okay, guess what? Monty Williams said at his presser yesterday, and Shannon Sharp also said this on Undisputed with Skip. He said, Monty Williams said, they have never done that play before. This is the first time ever they drew up a play like that. So how can you say Chris Paul... Went over plays like that with DeAndre Ayton when Monty Williams said that they didn't. It's their first time doing this play. What's up with that? But anyways, what's wrong with giving Monty Williams his props? You know, I I I see I saw Stephen A. and Max Kellerman give all the props in the world to Tom Thibodeau for winning the Coach of the Year award, and he should not have won that. But but you know, they're all cool with it because he's with the Knicks. And and I like the Knicks. I think the Knicks, I'm glad I'm glad they squad up this year and they made it to the playoffs. But Tom Thibodeau is not the head coach of the year. It's Monty Williams. But now it makes sense. It makes sense, see, because they can't give Monty Williams his props. Because if they give him his props, that means they have to pretty much admit that they're wrong by saying Tom Thibodeau should have been the head coach of the year. Because, see, if they give Monte Williams all the props that he deserves, there's no way in hell you're going to say that the New York, that that Tom Thibodeau is the head coach, is the best coach of the year, coach of the year. I get it. Knicks hadn't made the playoffs in a while. So, miss me with that. So, the Suns haven't either. Okay? All right? You know? So, I mean, but Thibodeau still did a good job, but nah, he already won one. Phil Jackson only won one coach of the year award. He has 11 rings. Tom Thibodeau has two. No rings. Go figure. But um, Monty Williams has been been doing an awesome job. You know, people think Chris Paul came to the Phoenix Suns and all of a sudden they started winning. No, 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 They were 10-0 in the bubble. All right? DeAndre Ayton missed about 30, 35 games last year. They would have been a top five seed last year had DeAndre Ayton had not been hurt. Okay? Now, see, he missed 30 games. We're not even talking about the games that he actually played where injuries was probably bothering him, you know, because it takes it takes about maybe about three or four games, sometimes five games to even get back in game shape when you're coming off an injury. But when the bubble came, he was well rested and everything. He was ready to roll. All right. So that's what I'm saying, man. Like. If since ESPN not going to give Coach Money Williams his props, I'm going to give him his props, and I recommend all 86 of you all who subscribe to my channel. Hey, give Money Williams his props. You know, forget all what. See, that's what I'm saying. See, with Stephen A, a lot of times when whenever him and Max Kellerman are having a disagreement, and whenever Max Kellerman has a point, okay, Stephen A. And if he disagrees with the, with Max Kellerman's point, Stephen A. will be like, "I don't know why I'm sitting here talking basketball with you. They should pay me. They you shouldn't even be on the show." That's what I'm like. Okay, that's how you sound whenever um, Max Kellerman gets the best of you. But anyways, um, it, it's a sh- It's a damn shame, man. That I mean, Monty Williams has done a brilliant job. I mean, Cameron Payne balled, people. You know. <laughs> You know, it's one of those things It's like, you know, what about, um, like, I, I'm shocked. Why did nobody even bothered to mention that? Maybe it's Monty Williams' system. We know Chris Paul is great, but, okay, they don't have Chris Paul, so it's two games they played that they won, and guess what? Cameron Payne has balled career highs. Maybe it's the system. Maybe. Could be. Also, you know, had the Suns lost this game, you would not have heard anything about um, the spirit of Chris Paul flowing through the veins of Cameron Payne and Devin Booker. You know what have happened? Had the Suns lost, they would have blamed Monty Williams. See, they have. See, I, I have a pro- here's two, here's here's two of some things that I have a problem with. Got a problem with when they. They hype certain players up. You know, they give them MVP. They give them the MVP rhythm, but they don't give them the MVP caliber player blues. What I mean by MVP caliber rhythm is is that when this part, when a super, when, when, you can take Chris Ball, for example. When he has a good, a, a real good game, guess what? That's why he should have been the MVP. But when he has a bad game, they don't mention it. They don't mention it. I thought he was supposed to be the MVP. Because guess what? We do that with KD. We do that with LeBron, with Harden. We do that with Giannis. When they have bad games, we do that with Jokic. When they have bad games, we we'll be like, I don't know if this person should be MVP. When they have great games, I see why they're the MVP. But see, with Chris Paul, all right, he has a good game. See, that's why he should be MVP. But when he has a bad game, nothing. You hear nothing. All right. So right here with Monte Williams. Have the Suns lost the game? Let's say if the Suns lose this series, they're going to put it on Monty Williams. They're going to put it on Monty Williams, you know, but even if they lose, how about, okay? well, they the spirit, they still have the spirit of Chris Paul. But even the spirit of Chris Paul is not enough to beat the Los Angeles Clippers. And speaking of the spirit of Chris Paul, where was this spirit of Chris Paul when he was playing for my Rockets and we could have used his spirit in game six and game seven? Where was the spirit of Chris Paul when he played for the Clippers and the Hornets? When they went games that he missed due to injury. But the spirit of Chris Paul arrives now. But, you, you know, you they rather promote that narrative instead of just telling the truth that, Hey, Monty Williams is a good coach. He called up a real good game plan, real good adjustments. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. I might be, but I know I'm not 100% wrong, and I know I'm not 100% right. I'm somewhere in the middle. You, how about y'all? Share your thoughts. Tell me. Do you think that ESPN is doing too? Is giving Chris Paul too much credit? Share your thoughts down below and hit that like and subscribe button if you're watching the YouTube channel, and if you're listening. To the, to the podcast, to the audio podcast, all right, whether you're on Anchor, Spotify, I'm going to say Neptune's <laughs> on um, iTunes or iHeart or Google Plus or whatever, um, hey, go to the review section and, hey, share your thoughts about this. Do you really, do you think that the um, ESPN and a lot of national media, that they're giving too much credit to Chris Paul? Yeah, because, I mean, the way I look at it, they're treating Chris Paul as if he's LeBron James just being drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers and then making them a real good team by his mere presence by by joining them, but I think they're going too far fetched from it. And I'm a Chris Paul fan, you know. But right is right, wrong is wrong. All right, that's that's the way I look on it. But share your thoughts. All right, all right. So tonight's playoff matchup, we have the Bucks of Milwaukee versus the Hawks of Atlanta. Well, 18, the Hawks are going to Milwaukee. The Bucks, man, they, both teams are coming off man outstanding Game Sevens against two brilliant teams. Um, that most people did not have them didn't predict for them to win. Um, I know for one, for me personally, um, uh, I predicted that the Hawks was going to beat the Sixers in six. All right. Um, but they end up going to seven, so I'm one game off. And I did predict that the Bucks were going to lose in six to the Nets all right but you know that was before James Harden and Kyrie Irving got hurt but I did predict that the Bucks was going to win game 7. In this series here this is going to be a very entertaining series people series people. But um I'm rolling with the Milwaukee Bucks to win this series people. Giannis Giannis is going to dominate. If he keeps that same mentality that he had for from um what did when did it start? I'll say from game 3 all the way through game 7 because if you notice um he started to to take you know, it was hard for him to go straight up cold turkey on the three-pointers. But once he started decreasing the amount of three-point attempts, oh, man, you know, his his team overall played better, okay? I mean, because this guy here, man, for somebody who gets heavily criticized for not being able to shoot free throws, hey, he's a 67%, 68% free throw shooter. It's not bad for a seven-footer, all right? um, You know, they say he can't dribble. I don't want my seven-footer dribbling. That's why I have guards and forwards on my team, all right? <laughs> but anyways, they say he can't do that and, and other stuff. You know, he doesn't have a jump shot. Listen, man, this dude has won two MVPs, two MVPs, and one Defensive Player of the Year award, all right? And he, and I got a feeling he's going to win another before he, re- he retires because he's, what, 25, 26 years old? Okay, so nobody can stop it. You know, if nobody can stop it, you know, you know, we you know, we we don't even know if he's capable of making that adjustment. But here's the thing. Coaches, players. Hey, y'all, you all played a game before. Listen, if you're doing something like they're just like, okay, let's say if you're playing football, if you can hand the ball off to your running back and you're getting eight yards, seven to eight yards a carry, let's say six yards a carry. Guess what? I'm going to keep running it down your throat. I have no reason to pass the ball a lot. Oh, you should pass. Well, yeah, you want me to, to pass the ball because you're getting tired of me running it down your throat. All right. It reminds me of if you've seen the movie Captain Marvel. All right. Not Shazam, but Captain Marvel with Brie Larson and Jude Law. OK, um, Jude Law played like her mentor. And whenever they were in training, they were fighting stuff, you know, because he he wasn't as powerful as her. And he knew that. But. He would always bait her by saying, don't use your powers. Fight straight up. And then she'll fight him straight up. And then guess what? When she gets to the point where she wants to use her powers, he says, see, you letting the anger get to you. you letting your anger get to you. But see, at the end of the movie, she finally realized, you know what? I'm going to use my powers on this dude. At the end of the movie, he said, you know what? How about you fight me? Human to human. Hand to hand combat. She said, okay. And then she blasted him. Use your God-given powers. Giannis, you don't have the power to shoot three-pointers. Can you make it every now and then? Yeah, but guess what? I cook every now and then, but does that make me a chef? No, no way. Guess what? Dominate. Dominate. Like, you're not going to get Clint Capella and John Collins in foul trouble if you're shooting three-pointers, okay? Clint Capella's a good rebounder, and listen, Clint Capella, hey, (laughs) <laughs> He's going to get you 13 and 14 a game for ATL. And the thing about it is for, you know, Giannis, just dominate. Nobody can stop you. Nobody in the playoffs, remaining in the playoffs, can stop him from dominating. Now, if he goes against DeAndre Ayton, that's going to be a good matchup. But I still have Giannis winning that matchup. But even though DeAndre Ayton is no slouch. But we'll talk about that if that happens. Um. But, yeah, I got the Bucks winning. You know, uh, as long as Giannis... Has the mentality to go dominate on the inside, anywhere between the elbow to the goal. Take it. You saw. You saw the bucket he hit like the game-winning shot in Game Seven against KD. KD can't bang with him down there. He cannot. Bless his heart. It's a lot of things, Kevin. The great Kevin Durant can do banging down in the post with Giannis. He can't. And there's no shame in that. Most people cannot. All right. But um, now. It's not going to be an easy game. This Atlanta Hawks team, here's the thing. They play better whenever they are doubted. So right now, game one, I'm going to tell you something. Game one, I wouldn't be surprised if the Atlanta Hawks stole game one. You know why? Because, all right, so if you're the Bucks, listen, I don't care. You don't care if the Nets were hurt or not. You beat the Brooklyn Nets. The team that most people predicted to be in in the Super Bowl, in the NBA finals. I had them in the finals. I had Lakers versus Nets or Clippers versus Nets. Well, I'm not going to get the Nets in there. Thank you, Milwaukee. But respect. But, anyways, they had the Nets. And guess what? You took them down. Yeah, your your availability is your best ability. Your best ability is your availability. That's what the great Herm Edwards says. So. They beat, they knocked the Nets off, and they coming down off that, you know, are they still, are they going to look at the Hawks and be kind of in relaxed mode? I don't know. I don't know. Um, the Bucks coach, Mike Bu- it Buddenhauser, he was a coach of the Atlanta Hawks. So, mm. but um, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised because, see, every game, almost every game, <coughs> excuse me, in this postseason where... Majority of people they go against the Hawks the Hawks come out and win <coughs> So I wouldn't be surprised and the thing about it is If you're Trey young if you could put on a show in Madison Square Garden you can put on a show in the fans of Philly On the road. Oh, you can go to Milwaukee and do some damage. You can go to Milwaukee and do some damage for real alright Tom Brady went in Milwaukee went to Milwaukee and won and won the NFC Championship Trey Young, he's capable of doing that. So, but even if the Hawks win game one, I still have the Bucks winning this series. I, I think it's going to go seven games. It's going to go seven games. Um, is it possible for the Hawks to win this series? Yes. I think if the Hawks were to win this series, it's going to go seven games. All right. And most people are going to be going against the Hawks. And that's when the Hawks shine. All right. That's when they they shine for real. But this is gonna be a good series. Um, man, 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 got Drew Holiday against Trey Young. I'm interested to see how that matchup goes. I mean, Trey Young. I mean, here's the thing: what people failed to realize, you know, Ben Simmons actually did a pretty good job guarding Trey Young. You know, it's just like okay, you you saw how? Oh, check this out. When Kawhi Leonard got his first Finals MVP guarding LeBron, did he shut down LeBron? No, LeBron averaged 30, 13, and eight. All right. But if Kawhi wasn't guarding him, he probably would have averaged 50. Same thing with Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala averaged, what, 15, 16 points per game in the finals. Five rebounds, six assists. All right. LeBron averaged a triple double while scoring like 34 points a game. But if Iguodala was not on him, LeBron would have averaged about 60 a game. So if Ben Simmons was not guarding Trey Young, Trey Young averaged 29 and 11. Shot like 40% from the field. Um, if Ben Simmons wasn't guarding him, well, Trey Young probably would have averaged 40 points a game. 16 assists. Most likely would have shot at a better um shooting percentage instead of 40, he probably would have been like 49. Okay. Because Ben Simmons, I mean the dude is six foot ten, six foot eleven. He's quick, very agile, very, very good defender. He's an elite defender, okay? All right, so um, hopefully um, everything with Ben Simmons goes well too, man. They, a lot of people, they, man, leave that dude alone, man. He gonna get, it, he gonna get it together. He's only twenty four, but anyways, um, back to this game. I mean, this is gonna be tough. I'm, I'm interested to see how well Drew Holiday d- does against him. I know Drew Holiday struggled mightily against Kyrie Irving. All right, so this is going to be this is going to be a good matchup. This is not an It's not going to be an easy match for either team. All right, but Coach Nate McMillan is doing an awesome job, man. I'm so proud of him. I'm, I was a fan of Nate McMillan when he played for the Seattle Sonics. Just, even though the Sonics gave my Houston Rockets hell, but I re, I always been a big fan of guard defensive guards. Okay, that and he was always one of the top leaders in steals. That was my thing. I I, I playing basketball growing up. I never been a shot blocker, but you know, I can I can pick your pocket, all right. I can I can get some steals. I can go into pass lane get steals. I pride myself on that on defense. I can't block a shot, man. My vertical is like that right there. That's if I run and start. But anyways, um, yeah, I got the Bucks winning this series. But Giannis gotta stay dominant. S- stay dominant, Giannis. Stay dominant. Stay dominant. Be dominant. Don't be aggressive. Be dominant, Giannis. All right.